um, I was listening to Mark Maron's podcast, who I love, oh, yeah. uh, WTF. And he's interviewing Mavis Staples. Oh. You know, the Staples singers. Mm-hmm. I'll take you there. I know a place. Ain't nobody crying. Yeah. I'll take you there. Ain't See, nobody worried. Yeah. I'll take you there. I love <laughs> that song. Yes. And you know, her family. So it's really, really interesting because she's like old school. So she knows all like the good tea, as it were. The historical tea. <laughs> yeah. But she revealed that... Bob Dylan and her courted oh? when they were really young. Okay. What does courting mean? Like real courting. Like I would, they would pick you write up on letters. Your well, no, oh. they were like write letters because she, so her family became more professional. I think they released their first album when she was 13. Okay. So he's younger than her. So he had heard them years before. Oh, so okay. maybe when she was like 16 or 17, oh. he was introduced or maybe later because it was before she got married, her one and only time she got married. But like she was like, you know, she's a religious good girl. So she, mm. you know, so you have to write letters. Yeah. And- but Come meet my father. And he he met them. He's like, of course, I know who you are. And she's like, oh, who's this little skinny white boy? Right. So then he asked her pops, can I marry Mavis? Oh, <laughs> like, but they like, like really courted. She said for years because they really? just, she was on his tour recently. And she said, I thought he was mad at me, you know, but it went on. She said for three or four years, they were write letters because she's like, what am I going to do? Like, I couldn't like go and see him. I couldn't tell my dad I was going to go and see my boyfriend. Oh, right. <laughs> but that is so cute. That, that is like, adorable. And they'd be out, they'd be holding hands when they see each other. Uh, and like, oh, such so like innocent love. Does that like exist anymore? You can't think of like. Now that I have children, I really hope it does. But you can't um, think of Bob Dylan ever being young, yeah, and like innocent. And I think it seems like he was pretty serious, but and she probably wasn't a like girly way, but maybe she was. I don't know, but because you know they're so she's eighty now. I think she was saying, but like so. I mean, honestly, like I, 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 I remember feeling like feelings towards boys that were like, like there were there was. These boys that came from Australia and we did like a band exchange <laughs> thing and yeah. there were like two boys uh, that like, but like, that like I liked yeah. and like we would write letters yeah and it was like, nobody thought anything would ever happen, but it was still like, so sweet, so sweet. Like I still like, oh, I wonder what happened to those boys. Yeah. I mean, I don't wonder that often or that much but you know what i mean yeah. like it was just like this like innocent like flirtationy thing and it's when boys are still innocent too yeah and i think that we as women we forget about that i was listening to this um i have like my workout jam because whoo uh battle of bulge <laughs> is real so uh, <laughs> i mean i have my workout jam too and something you got to change it up too yeah, because you, you then you get bored to, yeah. so i have yeah. one um i love pop music and I was totally one of those girls who love boy bands and all that back other stuff, right? streets back. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'll go old school. Wham. Okay. Oh, so like, oh yeah. So oh, you was, know, you know, my I'm husband like loves wham. I love wham. Oh, yeah. He like, like, um, so I mean, who doesn't love he, wham? Like, a, a like, wham song will come on and he's like, shh. Yeah. It's my jam. Yeah. Okay. Wham, new edition. Of course, back yes. to boys and sing all that stuff. So, um, no, but you're taking it back. New I edition. Know. New yes. edition. Oh yeah. Did you ever like new kids on the block? No. 
that's that's good because now as an adult you can hold your head up high whereas no. I had a big poster of no. Joey I didn't like them when they came out I was like this some bullshit you were right because I remember <laughs> when they tried to sing on their own and I was like oh they're not talented I'm sorry my bad you were crazy <laughs> I remember I was like 12 I was like mom that's bad right yeah no, I was like, yes. No, I was not a new kids on the block, but I was like in sync because they were much better. They were, NSYNC they were and very good. Wasn't much yeah. better, but um, so I was listening to these are younger guys. They're not so young anymore. Um, One Direction is it One Direction? <gasps> yes. And so they have this song, <laughs> uh, "Make You Glad You Came." Na, 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 this dies. Anyway, so I was listening to it and I was like, their voices. This. So when they made this song, I think they yeah. were like like teenage boys, right? Yes. And it made me feel like a teenage girl in this way, mm-hmm. not in a perverted way, people. Simmer down. But like <laughs> their voices, teenage boys' voices are just deep enough right. to make a straight girl be like, be excited, yes. but not scared. Exactly. There, right? there was that like, I think that's what New Kids did for me. Like, and I like yeah. Joey was the youngest one. He's mm-hmm. like a cute boy, but not like a man. Right, right, right. Because <laughs> right. I was not like there yeah. yet, you know? Yeah. And like, and it's true. Like there's certain like tone. I remember hearing like some, uh, I don't remember, but you'd hear like, hey, ladies. And I'd be like, no, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I can't yeah. do that. It's, it's like, and I was like, oh, that is the appeal yeah, that's the of appeal. like boy bands to young girls because they're not like in like early wham, not like, and then, you know, when George Michael becomes a man, then you're like, I don't know, I'm so excited. But I also think that's mm. why young girls sometimes like gay men. Because it's not scary. Because it's safe. Yeah. Because gay men don't have, uh, at least towards women, uh, I think in general, because gay men, uh, they're getting luckier than all of us. Okay, they're getting all the play. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rivetta's just jealous, you guys. I, I'm totally jealous. Happy Pride! Yeah, happy Pride Month. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's what straight guys are like. You, oh, they're looking at me. I'm like, you know, there's like a gay man sitting there listening, being like, "Bitch, yeah, I ain't got play in months." No, listen, they get. That's and why the straight like, guys no, are go like, go out to a club. I've been to West Hollywood. You will get something. They have the best life because there's none of this like social norms or whatever. But like, that's why when straight men are like, gay men are after me. I'm like, listen. Oh, I know. of I all the groups, gay men don't have to force nobody. You okay, know, they got all the options. It's really funny too because I was th- I was driving and I was thinking like my brain was just going through like it's pride month and i'm yeah i'm like why don't people why are people against gay like what does it matter and i and i realized like i was like i think they are afraid of being hit on i think that men especially straight cisgender want, men are afraid want that's what i'm i mean yeah. right that was obvious because us um, ladies are fine with it right We're like, okay. like <laughs> i remember i remember in college this woman would like chat with me yeah and then i found out she was gay and mm-hmm. kind of liked me yeah but like i didn't care like yeah. i was like um oh that's so sweet like it's right. very flattering but right. i i'm i'm straight but right. like very that's fine it doesn't like affect like my own sexuality. Yeah. Do you know what exactly. I mean? It, because and it doesn't in real life. <laughs> and it actually doesn't. Like, even if I thought it did, yeah. like, it doesn't. No. I remember just being like, but I was so like. You're like, oh, I'm flattered. So oblivious to that. Yeah, like, if yeah. I look back, I'm like, oh, yeah, duh. Yeah. And then later when I noticed, I was like, oh, where? And I, you know, you yeah, just yeah. like, I'm, I don't go there. But you're yeah. like lovely and 
I have a you know yeah I mean I can hook my you choice up. lady if I if I I, yeah. tell you, I, I pray to wake she, up every day a lesbian she was very pretty oh, I yeah. was like and very talented I'm oh, yeah. you know I wasn't like mad at it but I think it's only because it it threatens so so called like, threatens that, but that's what I think is really men. interesting like why yeah. is it yeah why does it matter it doesn't <laughs> do you know what I mean it doesn't like affect you but maybe it's that men this is my theory mm-hmm. this is a theory okay. based on zero okay. zero zero skills zero knowledge zero uh, science mm-hmm. no science no schooling that nothing. hasn't stopped our president no but I'm functioning but that's very oh, yeah. true <laughs> um, anyways I'm not crying I am though Um. so my thought is that look when women get close we we're like good with that. Yeah. We're like, yeah, like when you and I met, yeah. we like got close in about yeah. 42 minutes. Yeah. And we were good with that. Right. Men have, I think, a more challenging time opening themselves up to male friendships. Yeah. So I what so. I think might be happening is that it's already so fragile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much so much fragility in the white male cisgendered Not man. even just white male girls. Latino, uh-huh. black. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Like Arab. That like, <laughs> it's a problem. All the world needs us. Asian. Um, like it's all there. So I think that that's what the homophobia comes down to is that they don't feel like they can trust. They barely feel like they can trust as it is. So they need everyone to be labeled as straight and no one's going to go there with you because of a level of comfortability with your own sexuality, your own yeah. identity. And so I th- I don't know, like I might be making this up, but like I think maybe that should be addressed. Like, look, dude, if a guy thinks you're cute, you're cute. That's just like, good job you. For again, being gay like, men have way higher standards yeah, than they, ladies. They can get anybody <laughs> they want. Okay. Well, because the straight ladies are like, Mm-mm. yeah, his toes Mm-mm. look like they've nope. been mangled in a next, <laughs> next in a machine. Girl, when I was dating before I met my husband, I was so easily next. I was like, no, yeah, mm. it's the Libra in you. Is it? Yeah, Libras have very like. They say it takes us a long time to settle down, but once we've decided, yeah. we, we're very loyal. But like, it usually yeah, takes I was us the same a way. Long time to like, it's funny because I've been yeah. with my husband for nineteen years, like yeah. married for uh, it's math, math, fourteen, almost uh-huh. fourteen years. <laughs> Don't he doesn't listen to this podcast? Tell. No, <laughs> please, please, you want some chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> Give me chocolate. Um, but like, I hadn't had a boyfriend for. Four or five years, and I dated. Yeah, yeah. But I easily went next. Yeah, like I had a serious boyfriend in an early college. Yeah, and then I, I, I was, you know, I dated, but I, there was no one who was like, okay, one guy was like, kind the the, there was my boyfriend guy I'm seeing, and then like the guy who I married. Right, and then everyone oh, wow. else in between yeah. was like, we dated for a little bit. We like, we, eh. yeah. and then I was like, no, your problem. And then I just easily moved away. Yeah, that's a Libra thing. I've heard, I've heard that. I thought it was I just me, but they say yeah, Libras, men and women. It takes yeah. us a while to like settle on but someone. I think that's good because like yeah. Lavetta, you have so many better things to do than date an asshole. And I will stab you. Yeah, in the forehead. No, it's true. <laughs> on that, and note. you need a man who can handle that shit. <laughs> I mean, you deserve no less. Oh, 
I talk all kinds of crap. I'm really a sweet. She actually sweet. is like the nicest person you'll ever meet. I, but also, I'm a romantic. Like yeah. I love romantic movies. Like mm. I'm totally. But I will also stab you in your forehead. So <laughs> I just yeah. Ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. But I also think part of it is the Libra thing. Like we're just like we're not that easily impressed. I, yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> like, like you yeah. really have to dance, and it has to be pretty. Yeah. Like you have to be skilled. Yeah, but once we settle on you, we it's done. We're all in. This is your life yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Then we become that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, where are you going? Where are you... Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What are you going to do when you get there? You know, I'm Will just, Smith. Is I'm just Libra, curious right? about that. Oh damn. Yeah, and he's like, and I remember, I like years ago, he was saying like, he never wanted to get divorced because Jada's his second wife. Right. Like yeah, he's yeah. like, I did not want to get a divorce because. I want to be married forever. And it was really hard after that. And he's like, I also, he's like, you know, I want Jada to look at me the way my grandmother, my mom used to look at me with such pride in her eyes. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's why he makes a good husband. Don't mean yeah. that Jada don't want to strangle him sometimes. No, no, that's a fact. I'm sure she definitely uh-huh. wants to strangle mm-hmm. Will Smith. Mm-hmm. But 100%. I was like, oh, that's She's why. human. That's, yeah. you know, that's a fact. And uh, I mean, living with anybody will drive you crazy yeah. at some point. Except my loving husband. Yeah, he's who perfect. I never every, want to strangle. Every, every way. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> and obviously he never wants to strangle me. <laughs> Everybody wants to strangle their lover, yeah. except you two. Except us. Yeah, we right. are the one exception. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it's clear. All right, darling. I All think right. this week is your week I to go first. first. All right. Who's your notorious woman this week? My notorious oh, woman. Oh, hi. Yeah. I'm Lavetta. Oh, hi. I'm Miriam. And this is Notorious Women Podcast. Hello. Hello. Okay. So okay. we're kind of following just like a little bit of a trend. Just like a little bit. Okay, so I dropped myself, but go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> I'm gonna keep talking while Levetta picks up her stuff. Please don't fall. Um, and Spencer, it's what I would do. And Spencer Morrow Lindbergh. Oh, say, oh, mm-hmm. say that again. And Spencer Morrow Lindbergh. That's a very waspy name. Oh, the waspiest. <laughs> when I go wasp, I go all in. Hey. And here, here I did. Okay. So she was born. June 22nd, 1906. Uh, she was born in Englewood, New Jersey. Her father was Dwight Morrow, who's a partner in J.P. Morgan and Company, who became a U.S. ambassador to Mexico and a U.S. senator from New Jersey. Oh, they're not connected they're, at all. They're not connected. They don't have any. They're the whitest people you'll <laughs> ever see. Like, I'm like blinded by the white. White um, and rich. White and rich. I mean, the privilege is, is just really terrifying, really. Her mother, Elizabeth, was a poet and a teacher. She was active in women's education and served as acting president of her alma mater, which was Smith College. Oh, lovely. I think it was interesting. She wasn't, like, active in women's rights, but women's education. Well, I mean, one could argue that women's education is women's rights, too. Because remember, before, it's just like... Stay barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen, right? Mm -hmm. You don't need to read. Make me a sandwich, woman. If you can make a sandwich, then you've communicated properly. Can you imagine if I just had a... I want a wife, too, that'll make me a sandwich. I want a wife. And clean my house. I mean, I a little bit have one. I'm not going to lie. You lucked out. See, that's what I'm looking for. A wife husband. <laughs> he has no brothers. I'm sorry. Oh, I know. I keep. I keep. Begging. I know. I know. But yeah. No. No. But he's, there's so many times I'm like, who's gonna take care of this mess? And he's like, I'm going. I'm going. I'm like, oh, yeah. That was nice. So every so often to stay married, I'm like, best clean this kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> best make it look like a sometimes do things. <laughs> 
But I feel like he can single-handedly make up for all of patriarchy in the last Oh, yeah, there are a lot of those years. guys out there. I mean, yeah. we give them a hard time because the jerks are so loud and in they your face. Are. And there's so many men out there who are just, who are the, the best guys and they're just going about their business, living their lives and being decent human fucking beings. Right. It's not that hard. It's really not. But apparently it, it is. It doesn't stress my husband out no. at oh, all. No. He's fine. No, guys like that are, they're like, no, I'm But happy. I, I joke <laughs> about getting like, let's get, a sister wife. You yeah. can't touch her. <laughs> but like, maybe she can babysit and do the dishes. Maybe she's in charge of dinner right. and the cleanup afterwards. Yeah. Well, see, that's what rich ladies like. Yeah. Our lady this week is like, because you can uh-huh. pay for help. Yeah. 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 Like a lot of money. Yeah. So uh, she was the second of four children. Her older sister was Elizabeth. Her brother is Dwight and her sister Constance. So I think she, she was the second. Okay. Um, which is what I just said. Second of four children. But uh Yes. So her mother read to them every night for an hour. Education was highly prioritized in her house. She graduated from the Chapin School in New York City. It was a fancy private school in 1924, where she'd been president of the student body and then went to Smith College. And she graduated with a BA in 1928. She received the Elizabeth Montague Prize for her essay on women of the 18th century, such as uh, Madame Dudito. To who to t- you know, I took French. But <laughs> See, I didn't, some fancy French woman and the and Mary Augusta and the Mary Augusta Jordan Literary Prize for her fictional piece. Lita was beautiful. Oh, okay. she met Charles Lindbergh on December 21st, 1927 in Mexico City. Her daddy had invited him to advance good relations between Mexico and the U.S. OK, he was already fancy right she was only 21 she was shy she was still in college and he was a national hero his solo flight across the atlantic had made him the most famous human alive and he was cute if you see pictures of young charles he is cute yeah i can i'll say more later in a minute i know so mm -hmm. that's why i'm like yeah mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, no it's a problem we'll get there so she later (laughs) wrote in her diary Quote, he is taller than anyone else. You see his head in a moving crowd and you notice his glances where it turns as though it were keener, clearer and brighter than anyone else's. Uh, Lit with a more intense fire. What could I say to this boy? Anything I might say would be trivial and superficial like pink frosting flowers. I felt the whole world before this to be frivolous, superficial, ephemeral. And that is why she made a good wife for him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But she's also 21. It's true. Like, and I oh, guess. He's so, he's so, it's just what we were just talking yeah. about earlier. Like, oh, my God, he's so handsome. And like time and place. Like when yeah. I was 21, I had no desire to get married anytime soon. Yeah. But like, back then, oh, no, 21, it's time to start looking for husbands. I mean, honestly, like my parents were like, yeah. um, where's your long-term college boyfriend that you're going to get married in yeah. a year? No, women of her ilk. Like, but, yeah. they went to college to find a who's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> be smart while you're there. Yeah. But, no, but, you know, don't be too smart. No. Yeah, no, but you I think learn she how was to allowed become... to be very smart, yes. but also catch No, him. she was going there to get a husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was a honey girl. Yeah. Uh, they were married in a private ceremony on May 27th, 1929 at her parents' home in Englewood. So she got married less than a year after graduating from college? Yep. Oh. Basically, they... they, they yeah, it was a from there's a novel that I read about it that seems to be tracking correctly as far as I can tell. Okay. Um 
that it, they run into each other. They it was very much courting, courting, right? Which and then I think it's lovely. That, it, you know. But it just make you wonder, like they didn't do they really know each other? No, because courting back then was a chaperone. Or somebody. Yeah, you always had someone. With actually, you. remember Lorena Bobbitt and uh, John Wayne Bobbitt basically yeah. had. That That's was why a, she didn't know he was a monster. Right. Yeah. She didn't have a chance to find out. Yeah. Um, so that year, Anne flew solo for the first time. In 1930, she became the first American woman to earn her first class glider pilot's license. Oh, wait, which wait, is, wait, 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 yeah, wait, 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 back up. Before Amelia Earhart. So she was flying She also? was flying also. But because she was his wife, she didn't get the credit for what she did. She must have been flying before she met him then. No, Maybe. he taught her how to fly. Really? So one of their courting dates, they flew. So she was like the perfect woman for him. Mm-hmm. And that's what he wanted. He wanted someone to go on adventures with. Wow. Um, I've never, I didn't know that. That's one of the things he wanted. I should clarify. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so she was actually a good pilot now in think her about, own right. Think about how smart, how intelligent this woman had to be. Right? Right. Like just naturally intelligent to pick that up. Yeah, because, yeah. Like, I don't think I would pick that up. I don't know. And, I, and maybe I mean, I'm very is, smart, but I don't uh, Flying? Oh, I hell no. I mean, I, I love I, flying, actually. I think that the feeling of being up in the air. But back then, the, the, it was no. like rudimentary like Can't machines. And it was like, yeah. you're like Mm-mm. cranking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like literally cranking. Hope you don't die. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I hear about yeah. Bessie Coleman, the, the uh, African-American pilot. Yes. Female pilot. And I think about the stuff that Bessie had to go through and all this other stuff. I'm like, she is a better woman than there, me. There's, I feel like there's a gene. Some yeah. like ability to risk that yeah. part of your life gene that just like they that you, you have to. And she talks yeah. about that a little bit, how she felt so compelled to fly. Like when, wow. once she learned how to do it. Wow. Um, in the 1930s, they both explored and charted air routes between continents together. They were the first to fly from Africa to South America and explored polar air routes from North America to Asia and Europe. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've never heard any of this about her. This is yeah. why we do this podcast. This is why we do this. This is why we do this. Okay. You're welcome. The singing's extra. So their first child was born June 22nd, 1930. It was, he was born on her 24th birthday and his name was Charles Jr. So we'll get to that in a second. Okay, so she graduates in 28, gets uh-huh. married in 29 and mm-hmm. has a baby by 30, mm-hmm. in 30. Mm-hmm. Okay. And within all of this, she's charting roots. And she's flying and she's around flying the world. Around. Okay. Now she also did, this was in the after he was born, uh, he pressured her to leave him with the nanny. And and keep flying. So she graduates from college, mm-hmm. gets married, yep. has a baby, yep. and ha- and finds time to have a baby growing inside of her for yep. nine months. And we'll get to yeah that okay. part because right. some of the things she, that she was talked into doing, it's questionable that she really wanted to do it. No, you do what your husband told you to do back mm-hmm. then. That's just how that works. That's just that's for all women. So <laughs> let's talk about that thing Lavette and I keep hearing about. <laughs> Charles was definitely a eugenist. We knew it. I know, like I'm on a theme. No, no, I was just hearing about eugenics. uh, 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 And this guy was saying like, 
people were saying it was junk science then, but there were a lot of people, a lot of famous people who believed it to be true. I mean, and that's what's crazy to me. Like, (laughs) I think part of it's my own personal, like, what the fuck? I didn't realize this was a common It wasn't uncommon. I don't know if it was common, but it wasn't uncommon. Let's put it that way. You know how in like, when like there was like an error where it was like okay for grandpa to be racist <laughs> right it was like well i think you mean even today no, i do i do but you yeah. know no, what i, I know mean? what you mean like, i know what you mean but then like we learned no even grandpa can learn that that's a bad thing so let's like so i think that this was like oh this is a common thought that's okay they're a eugenist it's kind of like you know, today like, when people are like <laughs> Oh, you can become a homosexual or you can uh-huh. pray it away. And I'm like, no, listen, I've right. been praying to be made a lesbian forever. <laughs> it does not, not work that working. way. <laughs> but there's people yeah. who really believe that. And it's like, that's what they, that that's a part of their identity and they're good with yeah. it. They're like, yeah, and that's just the no way it is. <laughs> sense. I told you once, I once had a friend who was like, this oh, was yeah. years ago, was me. like, yeah. oh, I'm a homophobic. And I was like, you are no longer my friend. Like, <laughs> it's like, okay, okay. 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 Um, you actually can't do that. And this but conversation is over. We're done here. <laughs> but like, I, it's just fascinating to me because like, it's just never been a reality in like my yeah. bubbly world. But eugenics, I think was so, I think we forget. And I think that's what you're trying to do. Put it in context. Like, yeah, it was a lot more. I mean, there were plenty of people like, this is junk science. This is not like, based in anything. But there are plenty of people like, no, it's science. <laughs> yeah. And like, no, 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 it's true. And we should, you know, and, yeah. and so that's like. Yeah, let's like just look at the people. It. Just like phrenology used to be a thing, the shape of your head would oh indicate how intelligent God. you were. It's like you know, they still we still. I used to joke about it because one of my kids' heads is like huge. Yeah, um, but he's not smarter than his brother. Like <laughs> that's not. He science. just has a big ass head. He just has a big ass head. <laughs> um, it's just what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's but, what people. A lot of people believed it, and he, yeah, Charles Lindbergh was, yeah, one of the big super Eugenie. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. Could it be the way he looks Mm. and it favored one kind of looking person? What what are you talking about? What? What? Could it be? Could it be? Wait, man. Tell me more. Um, (laughs) So according to this novel that I read, uh, she did not realize that until after their wedding. Uh, that uh, according again, like I'm getting some information from someone who I think did a lot of research. So it's a historical novel. Her brother uh, has had some sort of ill-diagnosed depressive issue. Okay. Like, she talks about, like, oh, he had to be put away somewhere because he couldn't handle school. Okay. Who knows what was actually wrong? Right. Who knows? Yeah. Um, But at this level family, they expected all the children to... To be perfect. To be perfect. Yeah. Who knows? Like, with one little pill today, he could have been, like, fine. Totally fine. Or with one... Or with, yeah, go to drama school. Yeah. Be an actor. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but so that was ha- that that was happening and she adored him. And Aww. her sister was discovered by her to be a lesbian. Uh-oh. Um, That's a problem for these people back then. Yeah. And they were very close their whole life. So she and she just did not understand it. She just was like, why would you do that? I don't I don't get it. Oh, she Again, doesn't understand her she sister being no, a lesbian. She's, okay. This is not a story of her being like, it's okay, I'll always be your sister. No, back then she yeah. wouldn't have had a frame of reference. She'd yeah. be like, that means you're going to die. You're going to have the reefer madness. I mean, you just Didn't need to find a right film? man. Oh my God, reefer madness. Didn't you see the film? You're just going to, yeah. like, you're just going to have, go crazy and like leave yeah. a life of like, yeah. 
They really believe that. I mean, yeah. I mean, they did. Yeah. Um, so she understood that when her husband assumed she was quote unquote pure, that she needed to keep these things from him. Now, I got all of this from oh. a novel, not from Wikipedia, not from any sort of historical source, but I think the novel is based on some history. So so her image, so his image of her was that basically she's the virgin, she, right. put on a pedestal. Plus, and so she kept the fact that her brother had mental or struggled with mental illness. We don't right. know of what nature. And then her exactly. sister was perhaps a lesbian. Right. She or kept that she, from... I don't think she'd even think lesbian. Perhaps she has tendencies towards yeah. the unnatural. Queer, we, yeah. You know, yeah, unnatural. There you yeah. Go. yeah, exactly. Um, so she so, kept this from him. So she kept it from him. Oh. And... I thought that was that was interesting because I would have been like, "Bitch, you're what?" But that's me. Actually, that makes her a smart woman. I, I agree with yeah, her. She should no. have kept it from him. No, yeah. He what? What is he going to do? But yeah, you know, burn them at the stake. Yeah, you know? he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. Yeah, had um, any empathy or for her. Yeah, not. At, I mean, th- he's not a hugely empathetic human. Right. No. Um, and, and, you know, we're, we're dancing around it, but he's a dick. He's a dick. <laughs> With the capital D. He was a handsome dick, no, but he, he was, was a dick. No, he good looking, but yeah. like he's one of those good lookings and like three seconds into yep. meeting him, I'd be like, I'm literally not attracted to yeah. you. Yeah. You're so much of a dick yeah. that I don't want to touch you. Yeah. Like, we've all, a little. Yeah, we've all been like, oh my God. And then they talk and you're like, oh, damn it. God damn it. Just, just flex yeah. your muscles. I'll, I'll just yeah, like, yeah, observe yeah. Just, them and I'll walk just away. Just like, shh, 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 Just shh. hush, baby. No <laughs> words here. Just be pretty. <laughs> yeah, you have one job. <laughs> um, so famously, their first baby was kidnapped, the yes. Lindbergh baby. The Lindbergh baby, that's uh, right. From their home in New Jersey when he was 20 months old. Uh, he was. It was March 1st, 1932. Oh. So the kidnapping itself is very complicated. I'm, I'm not And it's also well documented. It. It's well documented. So, it's still a mystery. So I just want to track. So 28, she graduates from college. Yep. 29, she gets married. Yep. Uh, and flying all over the world, right? 19. Had the time to have a nine-month uh, creature growing in her belly. Uh-huh. Uh Gives birth in thirty, and then the baby's mm-hmm. kidnapped in thirty-two. 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 March first and thirty-two. Okay. Yeah, like one of the. And that's right. It is still a mystery. It's still yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they think that one of I don't know. So they. It's thought that the because. Charles, the father, yeah. uh, wanted to control the investigation so yes. aggressively that they lost a lot of cues. Yeah. Which he makes fucked me, it up. He was just like, yeah. I am a handsome, blonde-haired, yeah. blue-eyed white uh, man. This, I know everything. This person is so tan, he might be Italian. Can't <laughs> trust him. Nope. <laughs> I know everything. We joke, but it was a horrible, like, horrible yeah, thing that a, he made worse. Yeah, that he made worse. That yeah. they might have found, maybe they would have found the baby in time. Yeah. Like, what oh, a fucking so dick. Sad. Um. There was a ransom note, but the body was discovered 12 days later, about four miles from their home. It was presumed to be Charles Jr. My guess is there were not a lot of bodies of babies hanging around. Can you imagine even finding that? Who kills a baby? I don't understand. I mean, it's hard enough to kill a grown-ass human being who's made you angry. I know, but but like a a baby. baby. What the fuck, man? Oh, that's crazy. I can't. And, that and poor woman. Kidnappings around that time were not uncommon because the rich were very rich. This yeah, was that's true. The 30s, and mm. so like most yep. people were very poor. Yep. Um, and you just give them the money, and they would give the baby. They give back. the baby back. Yeah. Um. 
It was a massive international event. It was called the Crime of the Century. Yeah. The press went crazy during the trial, conviction, and execution of Bruno Richard Hopton for the crime. Nobody knows if that was him. Yeah. There are clues yeah. to say that they couldn't have been him. Yeah. But he died for it. So she was six months pregnant with her second child when it happened. Oh. And that baby also received death threats. So they moved to Europe in 1935. Uh, they moved to, to England. Um, wow. In 19... Th- so going back, we talked about what she was doing. And you're saying she's pregnant. She's making babies. She helps set a new transcontinental speed record of 14 hours and 45 minutes from Los Angeles to New York City. She was something like six months pregnant and sick the whole what? time. So, you know, her friends, her were worried about her because they felt like he was making her do this. So he celebrated for doing this stuff she with no baby him. inside yeah, his belly. and he was like, I need you to help me. And she yeah. does it six months pregnant. Yeah. And we've never heard this. I've never heard basically this. Basically backwards in heels. Yeah. Yeah. Like six months steroids. pregnant and like, like sick. In the air. In the air. 14 hours. And not minutes. like fancy because we, we take for granted that yeah. nowadays like Air travel was very easy. Yeah. <laughs> Back like, then it was not. Once again, 14 hours and 45 minutes just to go from L.A. to New York. I'd be irritable and I ain't never been pregnant. Mm-mm. I'm just. I, don't wow. put me she in a plane a, for 14 hours without asking me to be nice. She's a better mm-hmm. woman than me. Um, and she yeah. didn't throw him out of the plane. I, I don't wow. understand that because by then she knew how to fly. Yeah. But whatever. Know, yeah. Um, in 1931, they made a three month long journey to survey air routes over Canada and Alaska to East Asia which became the subject of her first book, North to the Orient, which was published in 1935. It was an instant success. So that was when the baby was a baby. Yeah. And again, according to the historical novel, she didn't want to leave the baby. Of course she wouldn't want to leave the baby. But he said that she had to leave the baby. That's why we have a nurse and a nanny. He, no, he says, you have to leave the baby because I'm your baby. I'm, yes. And I'm that number one is baby. the truest. <laughs> Her second book is called Listen, the Wind, recounted a 1933 to 1934 survey of, a of transatlantic air routes. They later moved to a small island, Iliac. I think I'm saying that right. It's off the coast of Brittany in France. Okay. While there... They became advocates for isolationist views, which lost them popularity and adoration. Because what's happening right about now in the late 1930s? The rise of... The Third Reich. The rise yeah. of the sexy... So, yeah. Uh, Playboy Hitler. Mm-hmm. That, <laughs> In case that, you did not know. That hot piece of ass. Who had flatulence mm, problems. He farted <laughs> all the time. Everyone should be like him. Okay. <laughs> Oh God! So oh, they man. they they became isolationists for America. That yes. Americans should be okay. That America okay. should even though they were living in, in no. This in, is in, after the baby. The, the, no, they were in France. They were in France. Yeah. Okay. okay. So in 1938, the U.S. Air Attaché in Berlin invited Charles to inspect the rising power of Nazi Germany's air force. He was impressed with German technology and seemingly large numbers of aircraft at their disposal. So impressed that he opposed U.S. entry into the impending conflict. Um, his argument was that the number of deaths in World War One uh, was too high, and so we shouldn't do it again. Dude. Quote Lindbergh from the Reader's Digest in 1939. 
Um, we can have peace and security only so long as we band together to preserve that most priceless possession, our inheritance of European blood. Only so long as we guard ourselves against attack by foreign armies and dilution by foreign races. Hey. Wait a minute. So, mm. so we yeah. should only fight if the darkies or the, yeah. the yellows or the reds mm-hmm. are coming for us yeah. or but the browns? The, but the Jews. But like, fine. but I don't understand because so it makes no sense that's why i'm trying to understand it but it makes no sense well his speeches and writings reflect the influence of nazism and he wrote in his memoirs he wrote it down that all of germ all of the germans that he met thought the country would be better off without its jews so yeah maybe just exterminate the jews because they didn't like the jews of course everybody right. need to be like well We're yeah like what's wrong Jewish like people. we have european blood so like what are we like but so do they right but they have european blood too they'll be okay they'll be okay but see that's what i'm saying like that don't make no damn sense because they got european blood too levetta do do eugenics make any sense ever (laughs) i'm just just saying i'm just saying i mean i get again it doesn't track the mental gymnastics (laughs) involved oh it's hot it's heavy okay it's like olympic level gymnastics what's that saying uh talk to a crazy person you start (laughs) yeah crazy Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so that's what's happening right now okay okay let's go back to ann let's get back to her yes let's get back she wrote it's not good though she wrote a 41 page booklet called the wave of the future it was published in 1940 in support of her husband who was lobbying for a u.s german peace treaty similar to hitler's non-aggression treaty with stalin which didn't work russia still uh said fuck you to hitler later now does he have german blood is that why oh i no doubt he's well he's you know you're european i i don't know uh, the argument was that fascism has unfortunately become the wave of the future, so we might as well join in. Oh, yeah, gotcha. You know, see, this is why you got to choose your mate carefully, very carefully. Yeah, I'd be like, my husband is a dick, and here's forty-one pages of to why. That's what I would write, but and then I would leave him. So fascism is on the rise, so we just need to lay down Can't and let it happen. Beat him, join him. That sounds like. A lot of men's uh, explanation of how rape should go down. Yeah. It's going to happen anyway. You might as well just lay down and enjoy Enjoy it. it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you, old fat white man. (laughs) Oh, the wisdom you give. (laughs) So good. Wow. Okay. I was rooting for you, girl, but I I mean, she's falling in love with her husband. fucked it over for me. I'll tell you that right now. Um, It's funny. I haven't finished the book because then I did more research on her and I'm like, so I'm on her side. Yeah. <laughs> was, well, I mean, everyone has a point of view, but that's right. It's you know, if I'm reading for pleasure, it's not really enjoyable. Um, the Roosevelt administration called her booklet the Bible of every American Nazi, fascist, Bundist, and appeaser for everyone. Like basically, a Bundist is a pro-Nazi group. Yeah. So she also wrote in a letter that Hitler was a very great man, like an inspired religious leader and as such rather fanatical, but not scheming, not selfish, not greedy for power. Mm hmm. Yeah. Not greedy for power, but then he killed all his like he did his rivals. Yeah, like everyone. <laughs> like, yeah. He just shot them because okay. he because he could. Um yeah, so in April 1939, funny enough, they returned to the U.S. because maybe they didn't want to live in Europe anymore. 
Um, why not stay with your European friends? Yeah, with your, with European, your brethren. I love it when they're always like European blood. What they mean is Nordic blood. Because basically they they're like, they want to look like Nordic as people. As blonde as you fucking can get. Like, and Nordic people yeah. are like, everybody here is blonde. This is not. This isn't like hot. This it's is just not hot. It it's is. just like, oh, yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. So the America First Committee, <laughs> it's real, mm-hmm. adopted Charles as its leader in 1940. Um, the committee dissolved three days after the attack on Pearl Harbor. But good news, as of the last two years, it's probably back. Oh, I'm sure it's yeah. been back for even longer than that. I mean, it's probably that. back, but yeah. it's not official. But it's more now out it's in the official. open. <laughs> yeah, now, we're talk- now it's back again to talk about. Wow. And then, you know, and what's so uh, twisted about this is that they had the empathy of the whole world because of what happened yeah. to them with for, their son and they 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 lost it yeah which does bode well for the world yeah you know okay I mean, but take... at first people were like is this happening probably <laughs> yeah like what what'd you yeah. say um say what so, now <laughs> <laughs> so around around this time Anne met antoine de saint exubere oh. who wrote the little prince Oh. Yes. Ooh, okay. And they had a secret love affair. Oh. He died in 1944. Oh. After the war, she wrote books that helped build back up their reputation. It seems like a lot of people like tiptoed away Oh, yeah. Carefully. They were like, uh, I'm going <laughs> to well, back out I of guess this maybe right now. no one's super keen on Eugenics word. You know, after the oh. war. Turns out that Hitler was not a great man. You- he was a psychopathic... Do you know how cruel they were? That's crazy. Like he had, oh my word, he had Mm. concentration camps. What? That's not what I literally just said. (laughs) Huh. Weird. Wow. You know, this is such an interesting tale of like when you're so, so very wrong, but you're still around. But you're still around. Like, so she's just like, the next book was Gift from the Sea. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, oh my god! It, 1955. It became a national bestseller. Made her one of the leading advocates of the newly created environmental movement. She's like, let's clean up the ocean and the ocean. Let's not uh, mm. let turn your eyes away from the the uh, the mass murder mm. that I was that I condoned and supported and thought was maybe a good idea. The air. Hey, look, it's a nice swim in the ocean. Let's keep it clean for the children. <laughs> All the children, sure, why not? <laughs> I think you should play her. <laughs> oh my god, I couldn't. Can you imagine? Like, I couldn't. Like, You're an I actor. Just, you, you'd have to figure I would, it out. I would, you'd I, have to do I it. I mean, I would do it. I would figure it out. Yeah. But man. Wow. I'd probably have to like have a side project to like help the now, children. Now, she was obviously more educated, but she sounds yeah. like the American version of Ava Braun, almost. She's not quite as dumb and silly. I see I see what you're saying. There's that like, I'm going to like, I'm she's gonna smarter. stand by my fucking dickwad boyfriend yeah. slash husband. I mean. And I'm, I'm going to stand so close behind him that I'm going to believe this fucking shit. I mean, to be fair, but, Charles Lindbergh was a lot more handsome than Adolf Hitler and didn't have flatulence I mean, problems. Yeah. Um, but he was equally a dick. Yeah. Like, a, I mean, I, I'm going to go with Hitler was worse because he like <laughs> followed through on his bullshit. Whereas Charles was like, hey, guys, let's make everybody white. Yeah, I will yeah, allow it. Yeah. Everybody? <laughs> no? What? Oh. Hmm. Um, Everyone should look like me. Shouldn't we all look like me? I <laughs> I talk about that all the time. You know, like I teach 
exercise and people. I'm like, look, what would the world look like if we all looked exactly the same? Right. Like, you don't want her thighs. You want your thighs. Right. It's fine. Like, yeah. I don't want this world to look the same. How right. dull. I have twins and I'm very grateful that they don't look alike. I want them to be I their own I think people person. like that should just go to Norway. But just the thing like is, move to Norway. But Norway's Norway, like, we don't want y'all here. Yeah, Norway's like, we're not made up of dicks. They're like, we are doing just fine. Yeah, we're good. And we apologize. We have health care. We apologize to the shit we did to those, those oh, well. you know, yeah. Yeah. islands. They're not uh, completely squeaky clean. But no, you know they're what? not. It's never, it's always okay to change your mind. But exactly. it doesn't sound like she changed her mind. It just not, sounds like she was like, oh, why don't you look I'm over not, there instead? Because, you know, like if I wrote a treatise on why racism is a good plan, right? <laughs> and then 10 years later, I wrote about how beautiful our oceans are. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like at least Lavetta, you'd still be like, no, Miriam, it's still not cool. No. Still not Unless maybe I wrote like a treatise on why my last treatise was a bad idea. Yeah. Then we could have a conversation. Yeah. But she's not doing that. It's like uh, Kanye's like, slavery was a choice. And it's like, you can suck all, all the dicks. Oh, so Kanye, many dicks. Until Kanye comes out yep. and was like. I was wrong and addresses it head on. Mm-hmm. He still canceled. Yeah, no, he's done. <laughs> we have we have we have hit rewind on him. Yeah. He's done. She's just yeah. like I'm gonna just write my books about uh-huh. the air and mm. the butterflies. You want to breathe in clean air. Um, mm-hmm. So they were married for 45 years. He died in 1974 in Maui, according to one biographer. She had, a, this is interesting. She had a three-year affair in the early 1950s with her personal doctor. According to, I think, another biographer, she had no idea that Charles had led a double life from 1957 until his death. So, eugenics. Oh, my mouth is wide open. Tell me, girl, spill the tea. He had, he had an affair with Brigitte Hessheimer, a German. Of course, mm-hmm. he did. Resulting in three children, <gasps> DNA proven to be his, as well as Brigitte's sister, Marietta, also who bore him two children. He supported Brigitte financially the whole time. He also had two more children with his former private secretary. He was all about populating the planet with his sperm. Like, he just... Because he's like, my sperm is so great. uh mm Uh-huh. Yeah. And she had no idea. Come on. She had to have had some clue. You know, my guess... I mean, that's why she was having her own affairs. This is my guess. My guess is that she wanted to lead a separate life. Yeah. That she loved flying. Yeah, she's like this dick. Yeah, but, and just, she had no access to be able to do that without him. Right. She had nothing. She got no credit for the flying that yeah, she I did. I didn't even know she flew ever, ever, right. ever, ever. Exactly. Wow. Um. So she. Uh. But like, I just like I feel like. So she's definitely notorious on the negative side. Now she could have been notorious on the positive side. Has yeah. she been like, bitch? I know how to fly. I have my license. I'm gone. Yeah. But she's also a product of her time. Because think yeah. about it. Like, she's from a well-off, well-connected, blue blood, probably. Um, oh, And she's yeah. connected to one of the most famous men, famous white men in yeah. the world, um, who's considered a hero. You know, not barring that whole, like, uh, Nazi phase. Yeah, but even the world was like, but, but the Nazi, like... The, he didn't become obvious about it till after they were married. Yeah, but, but like, like, but in her mind, like women back then, even as smart as she obviously, yeah. was like the idea of leaving your husband. It's not something like I nowadays think, yeah. we think of that. We're like just I, leave him. But. I think like 
I think I would have like had more forgiveness for her had she not written such terrible things Mm -hmm. in honor of Germany's point of view Mm -hmm. in 1939. You mean defending Hitler? That's what I mean. (laughs) I guess that's what I mean. I guess it's a way. It's a good way of putting it. Yes. Then I would have been like, okay, you married a dick, but you're in an era where you don't feel like you can leave him. Okay, go have your affairs and live your life. That's fine. But he had a secret life. She like had some affairs. But see, this is a a lesson for all those women out there who who are in a relationship with a guy who says some things that are like, oh, he doesn't really mean it. Or like you kind of try and ignore that kind of stuff. No, he's telling you exactly who he is. Yes, he is. Because all that other stuff, I'm not surprised he, I mean, the... The, the woman and her sister, I think that's surprising. I mean, but I like, think he was like, let's populate this fucking planet. Yeah, the secret children, I'm yeah. not surprised, but the woman and her sister and, and her then sister. the private secretary. Yeah, he was like, I don't care who's next. Who's got a womb? What white woman? Oh, I wonder if you do the DNA like the ancestry and you find out you're related to Charles Lindbergh. Like, oh my God. I know, right? Can you imagine? But under um, what circumstances? But, well, okay, so they actually did meet. So her, she had five children and ended up she, having... She, oh, yeah. oh, wow. So Charles, John, Land, Anne, Scott, and Reeve. There was a... Rec- the reconciliation with the German family was... Reeve was being... Act- she was actively involved in it. Okay. So <clears throat> they met their half-siblings. Oh, wow. Someone needs to write that play. Yeah. Ooh. Right? That's a good like, one. Like Reeve like, starts cleaning the house a little bit just making sure that the maid is getting the dust because the german family is coming you know and then it and then they and then the eugenics comes up and right and then mother had an affair what well father yeah right i mean that's some meaty stuff i'll be in that play wow i i mean i'm a little too jewish for any of those parts but i could be the maid like that would work or somebody's wife. I could be somebody's wor- wife. Yes. He married mm-hmm. the Jew. It's fine. Yep. Oh. And it's all coming Ooh. out. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That'd be so good. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. We you have just written a Pulitzer Prize winning play. Uh-huh. Right here, right now. <laughs> We're the winners. <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of, she received tons of awards. So she received the U.S. Flag Association Cross of Honor Uh Cross for what? The Transatlantic Roots. Okay. The Hubbard Medal. Okay. Um, because she completed 40,000 miles with Charles. In 1993, she got, she received a Women in Aerospace uh, present, w- Women in Aerospace presented her an Aerospace Explorer Award. Okay. She was inducted <clears throat> into the National Aviation Hall of Fame, the National Women's Hall of Fame, Aviation Hall of Fame of New Jersey, International Women in Aviation Pioneer Hall of Fame, and there's more, but you can Google it. Uh, she died in 2001 at the age of 94. Wow. Yeah. Say her name one more again. N. oh man, Anne Spencer Morrow Lindbergh. Wow. I've never heard any of this about her. Thank I you know. for that. You're That's welcome. amazing. Yeah, she's talking about notorious, but she's a fascinating woman because she is. She is like that's yeah, that's uh, that is amazing. OK, so my notorious woman this week is a short one, too. Um, my notorious woman is Lily St. Cyr. Have you heard of her? OK, Lily I Saint feel Cyr, like I have. C-Y-R is her last name. So but Lily St. Cyr was born Willis Marie Van Sh- Van Shack. Uh, S-C-H-A-A-C-K. That might be the American. Oh, it sounds version. like 
she was Danish and then she was Welsh. You know, I think it's like they Americanize it. You <laughs> okay, know, when you yeah. want to fit in. Uh, so she was born Willis Marie Van Schack on June 3rd, 1918 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay. She and her maternal half-sister, Rosemary, were raised by their grandparents, the, the Clarkist. And that's K, that's Clarkist with a K. Okay. Growing up, she studied ballet seriously, which led her to dance professionally as a chorus line girl in Hollywood. Oh. While hoping eventually to become an actor. So she's, you know, small town girl, goes to the big city. She's beautiful. She's very statuesque, uh, has a ballet body. Uh, she may have stopped ballet because she grew, she was like reportedly she like got five to, foot nine. Oh, so, she's yeah, too, tall. too tall. Yeah. Um, so now she's in Hollywood, came here to be an actor, but she's, you know, she started out in dance because she's good at it. Yeah. Now, despite being uh, at five, nine and blonde, she had to beg her manager at the club. She was working as a chorus line girl okay. to let her do a solo act. Really? Which is so interesting. But, you know, it's Hollywood. Beautiful girls are a dime a dozen. That's true. Right. So um, from her self-choreographed act, so she came up with her own act, uh, Willis eventually landed a small part at a club called The Music Box in San Francisco with the Duncan Sisters, a vaudeville act. Okay. So back then, people, you just performed on stage until you got into movies and film, right? Now, it was here at uh, at the Music Box in San Francisco that she found found out that a dancer's salary was only a small fraction of what the featured star salary was. Okay. So the backup d- dancer right. is making one amount, but then the star, even if she's dancing, <clears throat> making a whole lot more. I mean, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Right. But the difference in the salary was not just like the role. It was also because the featured star was usually nude. Oh. Yes. So two <laughs> years later, the newly minted Lily St. Cyr. So she went from being mm-hmm. Willis marie van schack to think, lily saint Cyr. i think she was dutch that yes. is my guess okay had her stripping debut at the music box um the producer had not seen her perform her striking looks won him over duh well, yeah that happened she, all of a sudden she's <laughs> nude oh 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 there Leggy you are okay, now yeah. i can see you. <laughs> <laughs> man your eyesight gentlemen not good all right now unfortunately the act was a disaster but instead of firing her the um the producer Ivan Feynova put together a new act because he's like blonde legs boobs let's do this let's do this we can figure this it's out it's fine at the end of the just dance, like stand there yeah. <laughs> so he concocted like at the end of the dance a stagehand will pull a fishing rod attached to Lily's g-string which flew into the balconies as the lights went dim okay so it's basically an uh, a dance tease okay this act was known as the cool. Flying G. It's ah. actually quite, actually, yeah, extraordinary. And such creative shows became Lily's hallmark. Okay. So she's a burlesque star, oh, if that's you, in cool. case you don't know. Yes. Um, so now, Lily would go on to a career from the 1940s and most of the 1950s, beside other famous striptease acts like women like Gypsy Rose Lee yeah. and Ann Corio. So she is of that ilk. I couldn't find a lot, a lot of stuff on her. Um, it basically, every source I found basically said a lot of stuff. There is, there's a series of interviews she did when she was older and more retired. Um, but around this time, there's, it's just very hard to find a lot of stuff okay. on her. Uh, and I also think because of the nature of what she did. Because as soon as you become, and that's why a lot of actresses back in the day and even still today are kind of hesitant about doing nudity. 
because there's certain kind of stigma attached yeah. to you, especially yeah. back then. Oh, I can. It's worse back then. Now, yeah. now there's like, yeah, it, it's understood. Because like, a word bit, is, but your mother doesn't want you yeah. to do it. But if it's HBO, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, now, I think over, I'm past the point of anyone wanting me to do it. I, you and me both, girl. So <laughs> uh, I be, I keep trying. I'm like, do you want, should I take, I'm off, take my, it all my bra off. here no, or, or like, just like They're one like, tit no. out? What do you want? Yeah. Like, you just, <laughs> you just have options. You know, that's cool. I nursed for almost two years. Like, whatever. Now, over the ensuing years and in a variety of different venues, many of her acts she so she would change up different acts. She became okay. like a real pro. I looked up nice. some of this stuff on YouTube, and like, cause she's again, she's a trained dancer. Yeah, no, she knows how to do. So it. it's not just like I mean, for a lot of the men watching, it's probably just for the sex. But mm. to her, she's like, I'm dancing, but also nude. And she had it's so interesting. I mean, because like, I've seen some really cool burlesque, like in New York. It's so funny when I think of burlesque, I think of like curvier women. She's not necessarily yeah. curvy. She's very. She would be a model today. Like, oh, okay. She's, she's very thin. Yeah, she's very thin. And, but I mean, her legs go on for days. And like mm. I said, she's five nine and she had a very toned body as a lot of dancers do. But yeah. it's just so interesting because when I think of burlesque, and I, it could be because I don't know that much about it, I think of like a more like voluptuous. I think it's maybe the era that burlesque was most popular. Yeah. Is like in the 30s. I may be making that up. Well, here it said that her career was, um, she was most active in the 40s and the 50s. And the 50s yeah. with Marilyn Monroe, who yeah, I'm going like, to get to, actually. Oh, okay. She she brought in the curvier, maybe yes. perhaps the curvier, uh, the Coke bottle shape. Yeah. But uh, Lily. Well, the way the clothes are designed, they're designed yes. as hips go out. Yes. Yeah. Which is interesting because in the 60s, it all goes back yeah. to Twiggy and stuff. But It's very uh, unfortunate. Lily is not... She remi- almost reminds you of Cindy Crawford's body in her heyday. Okay. So not like malnourished. Not twiggy. But slim. Okay. And muscular. She has a great body. That's great. When you see it, she's the kind of woman that other women are like, oh, she has a great body. Not yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm, that's what I want. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Although every woman should love her own body. Exactly. Uh, so so her some of her acts uh, had names like the Wolf Woman, <laughs> after, Afternoon of a Fawn, F-A-U-N, the ballet dancer in a Persian harem. That's probably not politically correct today. No, it's not. Or the Chinese virgin. Also probably pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, As well as suicide, where she tried to woo a straying lover by revealing her body. So. And jungle goddess, which is definitely Mm. not politically correct. That's not okay. Uh, And which she appeared to try and make love to a parrot. So there you go. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, props were an integral part of her uh, many of the women's acts, the, bur- the burlesque dancers. For instance, and in perhaps her most famous act, the Bubbles Bath, she used not only the bathtub, but elaborate sets of vanities, mirrors, and hat racks. So it's like a whole, like her stage, her prop person, her set designer probably got paid a lot of money. Yeah. It was a very elaborate set. I feel like I saw some of that. Um, yeah. And I'm sure she has influenced a lot of people too, you yeah. know, even like a Madonna set and like, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, I'm sure. Uh, now she took her act internationally and even received the title of the most famous woman in Montreal throughout the late 1940s into the fifties. However, Quebec's Catholic clergy condemned her act, like declaring mm. that whenever she dances, 
quote, the theater is made to stink with the foul odor of sexual frenzy. End quote. <laughs> That's gross. The clergy's outcry was echoed by the public morality committee. Oh, Lord. Of course. Um, Lily was arrested and charged oh with behavior that was immoral, obscene, and indecent. Yeah, okay. She was acquitted. Y- y'all paid for this, so... She was acquitted, but the public authorities eventually closed down the theater where she had been performing. Right. In 1982, Lily wrote a French autobiography, Ma Vie de Striptease. My, My Life, life as a Striptease. striptease yeah. I think so. Uh, <laughs> in the yeah. book, she declared her appreciation for the theater and that theater, the Gaiety Theater, and her love for the city of Montreal. So, Aww. yeah. Because the West is obsessed with policing the human body, mm, particularly very, yeah. women's bodies Mm. lily had run-ins with the law on like throughout her whole career while performing in 1947 at cyril's nightclub in hollywood billed as the anatomic bomb okay (laughs) lily was arrested by police and taken to court by a customer who considered her act lewd and lascivious presented by the infamous attorney hollywood attorney jerry geisler in court lily insisted to the jury that her act was refined and elegant which it was actually when you watch it as Lily pointed out, what she did was fl- was slip off her dress, try on a hat, slip off her brassiere. There was another underneath, slip into a negligee. That was simply her act. Then undressing discreetly behind her maid, she stepped into a bubble bath, splashed around and emerged more or less dressed. After her appearance as a witness, as a newspaper account of the time put it, quote, the defense rested as did everyone else. <laughs> and so after 80 minutes of deliberation, the jury... <laughs> acquitted her yeah yeah while she was uh so she finally got her acting career going on all of the success as a burlesque star uh but it never really hit she didn't become a a household name uh in 1953 with the help of howard hughes lily landed her first acting job in a major motion picture in the son of sinbad the film described by one critic as a voyeur's delight has Lily as a principal member of the Baghdad harem populated with dozens of nubile starlets. Oh my Lord. The film was condemned by the nubile. Catholic Legion of Decency. Yeah. Lily also had a role in the film version of Norman Mailer's The Naked and the Dead in 1958. In this film, Lily plays Jersey Lily. Jersey Lily. <laughs> a stripper in a Honolulu nightclub and girlfriend of a soldier who boasts to his pals that he has her picture painted inside his ground sheet. Heavy edits of her nightclub routine by censors resulted in some choppy editing and an otherwise finely crafted film. Oh. But her movie career was short-lived and typically, and typically she settled for playing a secondary role as a stripper or playing herself. Her dancing is featured prominently in two Irving Claw films, uh, Varieties and Teaserama. <laughs> I wonder what those films are I about. Know. Lily was also known for her pinup photography, especially for photos taken by Bruno Bernard, known professionally as Bernard of Hollywood, a premier glamour photographer of Hollywood's golden age. Oh, okay. Bernard said that she was his favorite model and referred to her Aww. as his muse. And when you see her I, legs, you're like, yeah. I hope good. he was good to her. Yeah, I know. Um, Lily, yeah, I hope so too. Because you never know in these situations. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, she made a lot of money, as you can imagine. Yeah. Because <laughs> she could get top billing also because she was nude. But she she depleted a lot of her wealth. Many women um, like Lily were... Uh, so, so basically, because of the nature of her work, it was hard for her to find a husband mm. to take care of her. 
So she took care of herself. Yeah. Yeah. That's how hard it was. Like back then, like yeah, no, she yeah. had a scarlet. So she had to spend all her money, yeah. and I'm sure she wanted to live in a nice place and what have you. So she uh, she depleted a lot of her wealth. Now she retired from the stage in 1970s, in the 1970s, really? and began a lingerie business that she retained an interest in until her death. Similar to Fredericks of Hollywood, the this is the name of the uh, company, Undie World of Lily St. Cyr. Designs <laughs> offered costuming for strippers and excitement for ordinary women. I think that's fantastic. That's a great idea. Yeah. If we were, if she were alive today, she would make so much fucking oh money. Oh my God, yes. Like, yeah. Um, her catalogs featured photos or drawings of her modeling, each article lavishly detailed descriptions and hand-selected fabrics. Her marketing for scanty panties. <laughs> advertise them as perfect for streetwear, stage, or photography, end quote. That's fantastic. Her later years were quiet, just as just her and her and some, and some cats in her modest Hollywood apartment. On January 29th, however, 1999, Lily St. Cyr oh. died at age 80. Okay. She never had children, despite being married six times. What the And men fuck? would get into fights over her yeah. and like... But don't cry for Lily, for Lily because she told Mike Wallace in an October 5th, 1957 interview. That's the one you can find on YouTube. Okay. That she had wanted them, that if she had wanted children, she would have adopted. Boom shakalaka. Okay. Yes, girl. That's very unusual for a woman. It is. At this time. Now, following her death and a renewed interest in burlesque, especially in the Betty Page uh, area of yeah. Legions, after new fans rediscovered some of the dancers in Irving Claus photos in movies. In 2001, A&E produced a special on burlesque that included a segment on Lily St. Cyr. Oh my God, I want to see that. Though many of her younger, though many younger people may not know her, her influence is still around today. She is famously referred, uh, referenced in two different songs that were both stage and uh, movie musicals. In the song Zip from the 1940 musical Paul Joey by Richard Rogersan. Pal Pal Joey? Pal Joey, yeah. The singer reporter would be stripper Melba Snyder (laughs) rhetorically asked at the climax of the song, quote, who the hell is Lily St. Cyr? Nice. <laughs> um, and, and, and then because it's referred to like, what does she got that I don't have? Uh-huh. Um, meanwhile, in the 1975 musical, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, hello. The final line of the song, Don't Dream It, Be It, sung by character Janet Weiss, as played by Susan Sarandon is. Damn it, Janet. God bless Lily St. Cyr. Aww. In 1981, actress Cassandra Peterson, a.k.a. Elvira, Ooh. also achieved her trademark cleavage wearing a Lily St. Cyr deep plunge bra. Ooh-hoo. Totally. Yeah. In 1989, one of uh, Lily's husbands, Ted, former husbands, Ted Jordan, wrote a biography of Marilyn Monroe entitled Norma Jean, My Secret Life with Marilyn Monroe. Now, in which the man, Jordan, Ted Jordan, claimed that... Um, Lily and Monroe had an affair. The claim is both widely disparaged by Monroe's biographers and widely upheld by Lily's. Liza Dawson, editor for William Morrow, publisher of the Jordan book, makes a related claim in an interview with Newsday in 1989. Dawson stated that, quote, Marilyn very much patterned herself on Lily St. Cyr, her way of dressing, of talking, her whole persona. Interesting. Norma Jean was a mousy brown haired girl with high squeaky voice. And it was from Lily St. Cyr that she learned how to become a sex goddess. End quote. That's like, amazing. Ah. And when you see her, you're like, yeah. oh, you think it's 
Marilyn, no, but it's Marilyn Monroe, especially if she knew her yeah. intimately. Yeah. You know, because we borrow from people whether we All know it or not. Right? I told you I pick up everyone's accent. Yeah. Now, side note, so that's that's basically Lily St. Cyr. Now, side note, her sister Rosemary uh-huh. also became a famous burlesque dancer by the name of Darty Orlando. What a weird name. And was on the Ellen DeGeneres show what? in 2004. Oh, my God. So that is Lily St. Cyr. Awesome. She sounds amazing. I know. I want to do somebody fun. I have been doing a great. lot of like serious like. Uh, yeah, we have. Like, you know, she's just, she lived her life in her own terms. I love that. Married six times. And she's like, if I, if I wanted kids, I would have adopted them. Yeah. My kind of lady. <laughs> I just didn't want them. And as someone with children, like, that is a choice. That's a choice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, that wraps it up for another episode of Notorious Women Podcast. Guys, remember to follow us on all the things at NotoriousWMPod on Twitter and on Facebook. Our email address is also NotoriousWMPod at gmail.com. And our Instagram is Notorious Women Podcast. Don't forget Patreon. Patreon. If you want to support us, uh, basically give us some money. Give us money, uh, please. <laughs> we said please. Please. So. You can, uh, because we don't have money like... No. Uh, you know, Lindbergh's wife. No, uh, somehow that did not work out for us. It didn't work out for us. So you can go to uh, there and become a patron on patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Notorious Women. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Ooh.